The Boise Bubble Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. Spring is here and it's finally time to take that road trip to visit the mother-in-law. Why did you say it like that? You love my mother. Yeah, she's great. Don't worry. The Volkswagen Atlas Crossboard is here to make your trip easy with Apple CarPlay, adaptive cruise control, and enough space to fit the car seat and all the garbage that your wife will pick up at the yard sales. I get great stuff at yard sales. It's top notch. Hey, if you're not going to enjoy the destination, you can at least enjoy the journey. Volkswagen, engineered to be easy. Like my wife's mom. Wait, wait, what? This is the Boise Bubble Podcast, where we talk all things Treasure Valley. We're your hosts, Shane and Natalie Plummer. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. We're excited to have our guest today. We were actually just chumming around with our radio voices. Everybody start with their radio voices. I'm going to start with mine. Welcome, everybody, to the Boise Bubble Podcast. <laughs> we got two killer guests tonight. You are going to love them. Oh, my gosh. I love them. Well, what kind of radio station are we talking from? Oh, sultry. You do yours. Go. Hi, this is Katie from the Traveling Spud. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, man. <laughs> Someone's going to pay you some money. <laughs> we are so excited for you to be here. Oh, it's great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> then we should do influencer voice. <laughs> Don't. Hi. Don't. Oh, my gosh, you guys. I'm so excited to teach you guys. About, okay, sorry. So many people have asked me. <laughs> <laughs> about traveling around Idaho. That would actually be an awesome podcast idea. Let's get all the memes that podcasters say am i using the right term like no. all the dumb things that they say the all the time say. like every industry has these the terminology that they use and it almost becomes kind of like a joke mm-hmm. i was reading a job description uh, a job description the other day mm-hmm. i don't even know what they were saying the language these days on resumes is so bland yeah. i don't know what anybody does anymore there's so many catchphrases yeah. that just don't mean anything yeah, words that i think that someone thought sounded really cool and important and then all of a sudden they caught on and everybody is using them <laughs> that would be a cool pod- podcast um yeah Sorry, we digress we could do a whole thing on that yeah, that would be funny actually okay let's kick it off okay covid has severely limited our ability to travel uh, but in doing so i think that it's also provided us with an opportunity to explore our home state i was flush with uh, options for day trips and staycations that are both memorable and affordable so today we're going to share ways that you can discover new family favorites and romantic excursions with the help of our resident expert, Katie Williams from The Traveling Spud. Hi, Hi Katie. Hi. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's so good to have you here. So let's start with introductions. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? What do you do? Yeah. So my name is Katie Traveling Spud. You just said that, but I actually am a marketing freelancer. That's what I do in my day job. But on the side, I have a travel blog called the Traveling Spud. Um, I grew up in Idaho, so that's where the name came from, Traveling Spud, Spud Potatoes. I'm sure most of you will get that. But I um, grew up in Twin Falls, and then I went to University of Idaho, and then I moved to San Francisco for five years and decided that I wanted to quit my job and go travel the world. So I went and traveled the world solo for a year and two months. Um, And then I came back to the U.S. and I thought I was going to go back to California, but I ended up coming back to Idaho. So basically after experiencing the entire world, I was like, you know, Idaho is actually pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I heard like a lot of change really quick from Twin Falls to San Francisco Mm -hmm. to traveling the world. Mm -hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah. It was kind of intense, um, but I've always kind of had a little bit of an adventurous spirit, and I love sharing, you know, my travels with other people. So that's kind of where the blog came in. Mm. Um, I was doing a lot of travel through my jobs, um, just around like doing events and stuff, and so that kind of sparked the travel blog. And then I decided to just leave everything and go travel around. Was like the catalyst for that? Like, you know, I'm just gonna pick up and just take off. I think I had kind of like an epiphany of, okay, Katie, are you just going to sit here in this and work for the man for the rest of your life? Like this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the point I was single, did not have kids. And I was like, you know, this is kind of my chance if I want to go do something for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I saved up for two years and then I decided to just go, go for it. And I originally thought it was just going to be like three months and then it ended up being a full year. An so, entire year traveling. Yeah. Yes. Europe and Asia, correct? <clears throat> yeah, I did Europe, Middle East, and Asia. Wow. It was awesome. And it's probably the best thing I've ever done for myself, just like personally. Um, but yeah, it took a lot of energy for sure <laughs> to plan all of that. And and that's kind of what you've done for your blog is empower other women to be able to, to travel like that. Right, correct? right. Yeah. And I actually just launched a travel course this last during COVID, um, trying to teach people, women and men, how to travel um, solo or just how to pick up, quit their job and leave and go adventure for long term. Wow. So wow. when you say how to travel solo, I <laughs> mm-hmm. think, well, everybody knows how to travel, how to book a book a flight or make it an itinerary. But beyond those obvious basics, what are you offering? Yeah. So it's a lot of tips on safety while traveling, um, how to save and budget basically how to plan the entire um, map out your entire trip because that's a lot for a long period of time to map it out and figure out where you're going to go. So I kind of go with like pick your top 10 bucket list items and plan around those. And then I help people figure out how much it's going to cost in each country that they want to go to. Um, And so then they can kind of work backwards and figure out their budget Um, and then also, yeah, I go into transportation, how to get certain places, where to stay, Mm. um, all that. So So I've got two questions. I don't want to dominate. Great. You you tell me if I'm dominating. (laughs) Okay. Cause he listens to me on that. What? (laughs) (laughs) First question. What was your most memorable place that you visited during that year? If you could pick. That's a good question. I would probably say Japan. I just loved the culture there. Um, I spent an act, I spent a month there, which I wasn't expecting, but the food and just the people and everything's so clean and perfect. That was probably my favorite. I want to go back really bad. Plus we have family friends that live there. So that was nice to get more of like a, um, cultural experience from the locals. I'd say that, I mean, I have so many places that I would say are memorable. Mm. From the outside, Japanese cultures feels very formal, Mm -hmm. but would you say that they're very welcoming? So welcoming. And a lot of them didn't, couldn't speak English. Like most places that I traveled, surprisingly, people could speak English, but in Japan, it's a little harder to find. But, oh, I was lost in a train station and had this woman come up to me and she could not speak English at all. Um, I could barely speak any Japanese. And she was just, she looked at my ticket and she just guided me, pressed me on my back. She's just like, come with me. (laughs) And I followed her. And it's just, yeah, they're just wonderful people. Mm. And I want to go back really bad. Were you ever scared? Um, In Japan or just anywhere? In general. 
Yeah, there were definitely times where I was scared, especially being a woman traveler. Um, I had to be really careful about being out at night by myself. So I would always make a rule that I would either be with a group of people or um, be back in my hostel by nighttime. Um, I'd say not to scare anyone about to visit this place, but Morocco was probably one of my scariest places. I went with my sister. We got scammed. Um, some not so great things, but we also didn't do enough research. When you're traveling that long of long term, you don't do as much research. You just kind of like show up in a country and you're like, I think I'm going to just figure this out. So that was one of those places, Morocco, where we didn't really do a lot of research. And when we got there, we're like, okay, this is intense. This is Africa. Like we got to, we got to figure out what's going on. So yeah, you really do need to know. I, I just showed up in Italy with some friends uh -huh. uh, and we ended up, no, we didn't have enough research and we ended up being on the street with like no money for a night oh. because we didn't know that you couldn't go into the airport like the night before like a flight. It was yeah. just a big old mess. And we ended up getting like help from these nice um, uh, Italian soldiers um, who like took us under their wing because they're like, <laughs> you can't be out here by yourself at night. I'm actually still friends with one of them. Really? Like, he and I still talk. <laughs> And that, that was a long time ago. But we were like, we did not do enough research. Yeah. And it, it was just the two of us in like Rome in the middle of the night. We're like, okay, we're not doing this again. <laughs> yeah, I feel like sometimes it's really good to do your research before yeah. you go to a country that you don't know a ton about. Yeah, you think like Italy, oh, it's everything's going to be fine. But yeah, no. yeah, it's sometimes nice to know. And that's what I talk about on my blog and just I tell people in general and on my course just um, – to do your research and kind of figure out the best places of the city to stay in and um, what tra transportation is safe and that kind of stuff. Just like making sure that you're as safe as possible when you're out there by yourself. Mm -hmm. I remember when we first started dating and Natalie, I'd hear your stories about your international travels and I'd be, oh my gosh, that's so cool. This girl is awesome. She's so <laughs> exciting. I, I am so exciting. You are. But now the father in me just shakes my head and I think, oh my gosh. Oh dude, gosh. I was in so many Italian soldiers. What? I know. When we were in Israel, like we, one time I ended up being somehow alone with some random guy, like local in Jordan. Like, I'm like, how did, I just had not realized the rest of my group had like gone somewhere else. I'm like, this is probably not the best Shane's place face is like, okay. <laughs> Can I tell you about that? It's fine. But like, I, there are so many times where I'm like, I am so lucky to be alive. <laughs> but when you're in your twenties, you just, it's not, uh, you just don't realize how susceptible you are. But our parents like the ultimate hypocrites when we're young. Oh yeah. Things work out and it's great. But as parents are like, not my kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not, not going to. No. They're not going to Europe solo in Asia. <laughs> well, also the movie Taken came out, and the, oh. all of us are freaked oh, out. Taken, Hostel, all those. Yeah, it kind of makes me mad that it puts those bad connotations because it's really not that bad. Like the majority of your time, like bad stuff can happen to you at home too. So oh, sure. That's what I try to tell people is like, don't let the scary stuff deter you from actually traveling because that. Like a bomb can go off in your hometown, yeah. you know, like thing crazy stuff can happen. And um, I was really close to a bomb that went off when I was in Israel. I heard it. Really? Like, we were just it was at our like um, local lo little cafe that we had eaten at the day before. Oh, and God. we were being so safe that maybe that 
<laughs> that's deterring people. But yeah, dangerous things can happen anywhere. And it's the power of information and being prepared that lets you totally. kind of navigate those yeah. things. But we should probably talk about Idaho too. Final side note. <laughs> okay, sorry. A year mm-hmm. traveling, what's it cost? So for me, it was about 30000 Um, For some people, that's like, whoa, way too much. And for others, it's like, eh, whatever. But if you think about it, how much it costs to live here in the United States for a full year, um, that kind of, it actually ends up not being that much. And you're, you also don't have a house or payment or any of that. So yeah. you can, people were stretching their money. Like some people were spending like 15, 5,000 for a year, 15,000 for a year. And you can really stretch it. it. depends on where you're staying and what you're eating and your experiences. But that feels like different kinds of experiences for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah totally. All right, let's talk about Idaho. Okay. How do you approach travel in our own state? That's a good question. So we don't really have a huge infrastructure for um, uh, public transportation. So if, if someone was coming without a car, I would suggest to have a car, rent a car here. Um, but just approaching it in general, I, I usually just go onto all the social medias. I go to Instagram. I follow so many different people that live in the er- different areas around Idaho. I go to Pinterest a lot. And typically on Pinterest, I'll find some really great articles on where to go, what to see. Obviously, my own blog, the tra- it's not the travelingspud.com, I recommend because I have a lot of stuff about Idaho there. So if you're ever looking for itineraries or um, guides or anything like that, I have it. And then I recommend people to go to visit Idaho.com, which is our local government, um, CBB. So it's just like, a um, local, uh, what's the word? Basically they, they're promoting Idaho around to the rest of the United States and the world. So they bring in different influencers and stuff like that. What was that term that, that you use? CVB? CVB. And I don't even know that. I just said it and now I don't even know <laughs> what it means. Fail, it's Katie. Something, <laughs> something bored. Oh, this is embarrassing. Anyway. Something vacationing bored, yeah. I'll bet. Maybe consumer or something. Or Cons- Maybe somebody from visitidaho.org can Google write us in and, and say, you guys don't know what you're I talking about. I should know this. Being a travel it. vlogger, I should know what it means. But here we are. <laughs> Someone find a phone, Google, okay. dispel any what kind of... What are we looking at? C- what? CVB. All right, okay. we're going to keep anyway, going keep while on you're going. hunting. Okay. Um, I'm also very curious about your perception. You've seen a lot of different places. You've seen the West Coast. You've been across the world. Tell us how it's changed your view of Idaho. You chose to come back here. I did, yes. Why? Um... So I really thought I was going to move back to California just because it was like, it's so beautiful in California and I just love it. And I came to Boise on a random trip. Um, Actually, I was working with Visit Idaho for it. And I came to Boise and I was shocked by how cool Boise had gotten and just how many great restaurants and shops and how close it was to the outdoors. And growing up in Twin Falls, I came to Boise all the time, but I just, you know, I had to see it with a new perspective. Um, and so I decided to move back and then exploring the rest of Idaho. I mean, I was like, this is, you can't see this in other places. Like people travel all over the world to see mountains like this when you can literally just see them in your own backyard in Idaho. Um, and even when I was living in, you know, California, my friend from New York, she'd be like, look at that huge mountain. And I'd be like, that's a hill. Um, <laughs> you might need to come to Idaho to, to see what a mountain looks like. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just fell in love all over again. And it's I think it's just 
the people here are great. It's just so, they're so friendly. Um, I felt home again, kind of just after growing up here and then just the wilderness and so many things going on. It's growing, Mm. which is great. Sometimes like at night, whenever I am ready to turn off my brain and I turn on Reddit and I just kind of start scrolling through my feed, my photos, like one of them is earth porn. And uh, (laughs) I'm trying to think of a couple of like cabin porn is like a cozy places and backpacking. (laughs) But every now and again, you'll see this amazing skyline of the mountains, the ridgelines. And I always before I read where it's at, I think, can I tell that looks like Idaho? Is that Idaho? And then Italy. Oh, is that Idaho? Germany. Is that Idaho? No, it's the Alps. It's a, yeah, this is, we have gyms. We're just filled with so many beautiful, beautiful things to see. And we live here all the time. I know. I tell people, okay, the bottom of the state, you're going to have desert. Then you're going to go up and you're going to be in the mountains and then you're going to keep going. It'll be rolling hills. Like you really can get a taste of everything. There's Alpine lakes, there's hot springs. There's so many crazy, awesome things. Oh, wait, I want to tell you guys what this stands for. Yeah. CVB stands for Convention and Visitors Bureau. Okay. We would mm. never have guessed that. That's yeah, kind of dumb. We were way off. That's really dumb. I hate that. Mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. Shouldn't have even said it. Here we are. Well, um, let's start dig- digging into some of your recommendations. And maybe we, uh, we tackle it by region. Okay. So uh, let's start here close by. Tell us about some of the places that you visited around McCall and Cascade. Yeah, so I actually just went up to Cascade for a trip, um, and I did Cascade and Warm Lake, which people a lot of times just kind of skip over those two to go directly to McCall, but I highly recommend checking out both. I just went in the winter, so we did ice fishing and snowmobiling across the lake. The lake in Cascade gets super thick with ice, so you can go just do a bunch of activities on the lake, which is awesome. And then Warm Lake is just like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's this little community of people and they their their motto is come as um friends leave as family (laughs) and you just feel like you get to know them really well and they have tons of activities up there it's just a hidden gem and on the way there's a hot spring up there as well but it's a lake and then there's lots of hiking around or if you want to go in the winter there's um snowshoeing and nordic skiing and snowmobiling and all that so did you camp or did you stay in the cabin? We stayed in the cabin at the Warm Lake Lodge. So there's Warm Lake Lodge and then there's the North Shore Lodge. And they kind of book out fast. So, of course, I recommend booking in advance if you're doing it in the summertime. Um, I stayed in the winter. But, yeah, it's a, it's a popular place for families, too. Uh, my parents were like, do you remember going when you we were little? We took you when we were, you were like three. And I said, I was like, no, <laughs> but thank you for taking me. Yeah. It's fun to see now that I'm older. Um, so that area and then Donnelly and McCall. McCall's probably my favorite place in Idaho. I know a lot of Boiseans know about McCall, um, but if you're outside of Boise, you may not. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful place that I grew up going. So it's great in the summer. It's great in the winter. Fall mm. sauce. Awesome yeah, we too. go to McCall a lot. Um, and if, it's interesting. I will meet people here all the time who are from the Treasure Valley. And they're like, oh, yeah, I, I should go I could, should go check that place out. I'm like, are what? you serious? Oh, yes, McCall everyone. is the best. I, it's just so beautiful. And it's like you're in a new, just a new place. And, I mean, it's definitely growing. Yeah. And, uh, and they have Winter Carnival, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, we didn't have this year because of COVID. But um, that's such a fun event if you've never been there. Even And you don't have to stay the night. You can just go up. If you can find parking, it does get a little busy, but, um, 
and just the Winter Carnival is basically the businesses there will create these incredible um, snow and ice uh, sculptures, and then they're um, they're judged, and there's just fun events going on for the. I guess it's like two weeks. Right? Yeah, and the sculptures are awesome. Yeah. There's they do a huge one at the top of Brundage Mountain, mm-hmm. and it's they do a theme every year. We went to like superheroes theme or something a few years ago, but. It's awesome. Yeah. And then, if, yeah, if you're into skiing, they have Brundage and then Tamarack is more like Donnelly Cascade area. So you could hit up both in one weekend if you're really ambitious. Mm. And where do you usually stay when you go to McCall? My grandparents have a cabin up there, so okay. I'm lucky in that regard. But I um, I have stayed at Hotel McCall, mm-hmm. which is really great. I've stayed at Sh- uh, Shore Lodge, which is if you're get, trying to get fancy, they yeah, have a we spa. Go there sometimes. Yeah. Oh, their spa is so. Which great. I haven't been to yet. I want. Oh my try gosh! It. So right, you used to be able to go and get a day pass, but now okay. you have to. Because of COVID. Get, um, actually, I think they just got pretty busy. Now you have to have like a full, um, like you have to have like a, a full massage or something. But it's worth it just to get a massage to have access to their. It's beautiful. It's it's a fantastic spa. Okay, I need to do it. And so, no, sorry, go ahead. Oh, so I was just going to give my f- final plug for McCall, our family. We went uh, to Ponderosa State Park for the first time with our great friends right. this past uh, summer. It was awesome. I couldn't believe how many people were crowding in the beach area right downtown at McCall. And just five minutes into uh, Ponderosa State Park, we had a beach to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Nobody was there. It was it was awesome. Oh, Beautiful. yeah. And the water in the lake, I can't believe how transparent it is. It is crystal clear. All the way from the inlet on the north side, all the way down to the beach on the south. Which it's, is probably yeah. why they have a monster that lives in the lake there, right? Charlie. Yes. We've been searching. But My we... grandparents named their dog Charlie. Because of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're there's not sure a monster about that, in the lake. Yeah, we've heard there's a monster. Yeah. So. Anything else in that area that you'd like to highlight? Well, I just wanted to mention there is another new hotel in McCall called the Scandia Inn that yes, people are really there. like. Mm. Oh, you have? Yeah, we okay. stay there. Cool. Well, so it's like, cool. it was like an old motel, and they've um, really upgraded it. They actually okay. do weddings there now. Oh, nice. Um, and that is right downtown. It's in a great spot. We should go. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> it's a really, <laughs> they've down. really done a good job with that place. Take us over to Stanley and Sun Valley. Ooh. It took me, I want to say... Nine years after being here before I finally made it into Sun Valley. And once I went there, I thought, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that it's taken us. And you, Natalie, haven't ever been. Yeah, whose fault is that? I feel like that's on me. <laughs> you could take me to places. Mm. I don't have to plan everything. Mental list. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have never been. Crazy enough. I just okay, haven't Okay, well, had we'll have to plan a trip yes. for sure. Tell it, us all about it. Okay, so Sun Valley is about, I think it's like two hours, 45-minute drive. Mm-hmm. And you're right. A lot of people that I've met have not in this area have not been there growing up in twin falls we went quite a bit because i think it's only about an hour-ish away um but if you're looking for more of like an upscale experience like mccall's very down home like idaho but um sun valley has a little more of an influence like you've probably heard tons of famous celebrities live there have second homes there um real estate's really expensive but the downtown area is so fun. There's amazing restaurants, um, great breweries, fun places to, you know, drink wine on the patio, um, really great outdoor activities to going hiking. And you're so close to the Sawtooth Mountains in Stanley. Um, and then there's lots of the nightlife is really fun. If you ever um, if anyone's interested in that once COVID's over, um, Whiskey Jacks is one of my favorites. Um, and then, yeah, there's great bike trails. 
And yeah, I mean, it's just a wonderful place. And I, my parents actually live there. So, so if you, if you're looking for like the summer activities, what's the window? We had friends that live there and they painted a picture of hiking and biking and there's the beautiful mountains three months out of the year. (laughs) That's true. That is true. I mean, I actually, someone was asking me about it on my Instagram. If they're like, we're going to Sun Valley in March with my family. Like what's some spring activities? I was like, you mean winter? Because it's going to be winter till about May. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, that's a true statement. It's probably gets warmer around late June, if if even warm. I mean, July, August, and then it doesn't even get that hot. I would, this is, I'd have to look this up, so don't quote me, but probably in like the 80s is the hottest it really gets. I don't mm. know if it even gets into the 90s. Sounds wonderful. Um, yeah. And You've, you've been there too, right? You said I've been there once to Sun Valley. Okay. Yeah. I've been through Stanley a few times Yeah. and that whole area. Once you go south from Stanley, you're in the sawtooth hiking area. Talk about amazing places to see. And a couple of them in our past podcast, we talked about our hesitance to kind of name drop some of these beautiful mountain loops, but then there are some of them that everybody knows about, like the Alice Toxaway loop. You told me that you went there, uh, Last year, year before? Um, yeah, I, I went, I think, like three years ago with my family. Oh, oh. It is insane. Like, and if that is one that's been talked about, I highly recommend everyone doing it. Because you, I mean, you can do it. My boyfriend likes to just, like, run up the mountains. I like to take my time. Um, so with my family, we did about a three-day, three or four-day trip. And it was backpacking up there. And... I don't think I've seen that beautiful scenery, even just traveling around the world. It's amazing. It's spectacular. I took my brother there last year and we did three days also. And every step of the way, it was beautiful. I was just awestruck. I I couldn't believe it. It didn't feel real. I thought there's no place that's just so continually. I mean, every now and again, you'll go on some of these hikes and you'll go hours and it's just drudgery. And then it'll open up and you see something amazing. This was just constant. Oh yeah. Yeah. When did you go? Was it busy when you were there? We went in late July. Okay. That's about mm-hmm. when we went too. Yeah. We tried to time it with, uh, to avoid the mosquitoes. The mosquitoes yeah. at a certain time of year get really bad. Yeah. yeah. What's the intensity level for that particular hike? It's definitely probably north of moderate. Yeah. I, I'd say you're not going to take your little kids. The loop, when you hit the whole loop and you don't have to do the entire loop. I want to say that from where we started at the trailhead to get to Alice Lake, it's like six and a half miles, I think. Um, but the entire loop is like 21 miles, I yeah. think. And it's some pretty, uh, the elevation is, it's some pretty good elevation gain. Yeah, I was glad to break it up, that we broke it up yeah. in to a few days. And then you just get a camp by these alpine lakes. and it's oh, No fires, though, by the way. Yeah. Only if you take a fire pan. And who's packing in a fire pan? Yeah. What's a fire pan? It is literally a big old pan <laughs> made of metal upon which you make a fire. Okay, Kind of like Captain American Shield type of thing? You nailed it. All right. Nice. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah, who's... Who's carrying that? I mean, we, I think we did Captain America did. I mean, that was stupid. I'm like, why are you always carrying this thing around? Well, if I had a body like him, I wouldn't mind carrying it around too. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm close, but. I mean, yeah, you are. 100%. We, okay. t- we took boil, boil, boil pots or something. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just a pot? It's like a, or, oh Like man. a jet boil? Jet boil. Yeah. Oh. I know stuff. all the camping I know stuff. all my, 
all my technical words today, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> what else is in that area? We talked about Sun Valley. Um, we've got Ketchum, Haley, uh, Stanley. Yes. Give us some notable spots. I think spots. Stanley is just wonderful. Um, and I haven't done a ton of stuff around there except for explore around Redfish Lake, which is basically oh, right next to Stanley. Um, and they have a beach and there's stand-up paddleboarding and kayaking. You could take your jet boat out and then there's hikes all around that lake. And that's really close to Stanley. I don't know how far. Um, and then Stanley's really known for all of the hot springs, um, tons of them in that area. Just a lot of heated water. Um, and then there's great fishing. And I actually went on a uh, raft trip of the Middle Fork of the Salmon and we started with Mackey River Guides in Stanley. And then we drove, they took us from there and drove us to the starting point of the river. But there's lots of river guiding in that area too, if you're interested in that. And then mm. um, really, there's some hidden gem restaurants too. So I love Stanley Baking Company. The only thing that I know about Stanley is where we've stopped along that uh, really close to the intersection. Right. There's a couple of restaurants there, but I guess I need to explore it a little bit more to know what what is beyond that. It's pretty small. Like you could there's literally like two roads yeah. going through. So you might have seen it all. <laughs> mm. But there's some cute little restaurants in there. Totally. There's one that has a view. I think it's called the Sawtooth um, restaurant or something or something like that. And it has a view of the Sawtooth Mountains while you're just eating outside. Mm. Sawtooth Club. Wow. No, that's in Sutton Valley. I'm getting confused. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we can add it maybe later. Cool. So we have Redfish and then um, Lake Alturas is right next to Redfish. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I've never been there. It is. It's further south. So on the north side, you've got Redfish, which is world famous. It's great. I cannot believe that we have Redfish in our uh, state, but it's pretty popular. You got to really plan ahead to get a spot there. Awesome camping. I'm going to say, I forget how many campsites they ha they have there, but it's several. And then there's a lodge there too, I think. Yes, but it's like impossible to get into that. Yeah, it's super, um, it takes a lot of forethought. Mm -hmm. But if you just drive over there, uh, we, we, we stopped there once, um, coming back from Lake Alturas just to pull in and see what it was all mm -hmm. about. Oh, blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm adding Alturas down to my list. Now. Yeah, we camped there in. once and it was really great. Yep. Cool. Uh, okay. Talk a little bit about your stomping grounds, Twin Falls. What is there? There's a lot more to see in that general area than you might think. There Tell is. us about it. Yeah. So, yeah, Twin Falls was back in the day, you know, I really just wanted to get out of Twin Falls because it was kind of a small town, you know, I was over it. But coming back as an adult, I'm like, wow, this place is cool. The canyon, just in general, like we just overlooked the canyon, didn't even really think much about it, but it's beautiful. There's golf courses down inside. There's multiple lakes inside you can go visit. Um, there's waterfalls all over. Uh, when I went this last summer, we actually kayaked from um, Centennial Park all the way down to Shoshone Falls, which you can do. Um, it's pretty far, but you cross over um, Pillar Falls, which is another falls on your way. And then you can see Shoshone Falls from the bottom instead of from the top. Um, but most people, the popular way to see Shoshone Falls is from the top. Mm -hmm. um, but that was just cool because you I don't think you could do that back when I lived there. Maybe you could, but it wasn't really well known. Um and then the downtown just got revamped in Twin, so there's cool restaurants and breweries now down there, which was not the case when I lived there. Yeah. So that's really fun to see. Um, 
and then the surrounding areas like Thousand Springs State Park is right really close um, to Twin Falls and there's crystal clear a lot of people um, go to Ritter Island and take their kayaks and go stand up paddleboard around the river there Snake River um, but Ritter Island is I think we talked about this earlier it's a cool little island that has a dairy far old dairy farm on it mm-hmm. and um, so you can go check out the dairy farm and get uh get tours of it and then just right in that area there's another hike called box canyon um that's become pretty popular but you can hike down to the water actually and some of the springs coming out of the it takes like 10 seconds on pinterest or instagram just to see some of the photos of the water you you won't believe until you see it to see how crystal clear blue it's like caribbean blue i cannot believe how clear it is and something about the water table in that area, right there at Ritter Falls, there's a short hike that'll take you out the back of it, um, past the, the dairy farm, but gushing water out of the sides of the cliffs, emptying it out into, into the snake. Yeah. It was crazy. It's cool. And there's, yeah, there's waterfalls all over the place. That's why they call it Thousand Springs. And apparently this, it was a woman who started this dairy farm. She came from Europe or something and she started it because she saw this crystal clear water. Just like, this is going to be great for my dairy so she just plopped it there (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) just funny (laughs) it was so cold we took our kids there and we said all right let's go uh, walking around in the water uh that worked for about two minutes and then i had to deal with tears and we lost a few shoes in the river too so i had even more tears but the water was beautiful. Oh, it's <laughs> the so pictures cool. were great. So Instagram, you know, it was fine for yeah. that. That's Instagram. right. The only record of that that <laughs> trip, everybody w- was happy. Yeah. So and that's what they'll remember. And isn't Balanced Rock pretty close to that? Yeah, Balanced Rock, I think, is out by Castleford. It's pretty okay. close. I used to have a farm out there when I was a farm girl. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, my dad. But yeah. Yeah, we went there and hiked up and just like it was really cool. I mean, that was just a fun thing because yeah. I guess it was like, why do we live in the state and we've never been to Balanced Rock? So we just went and it yeah, really it's cool because it's getting like kind of famous. Mm-hmm. Because I remember just driving by it, and my dad would be like, "That's Balanced Rock." And we'd be like, "Cool," but <laughs> but now it's insta famous and people yeah. have these beautiful photos of it and i'm like i gotta go back i know i used to run a page about like like wedding proposals in idaho it was really random but um that's so cool. many proposals uh have balanced rock I was like, really right, yeah that's unique yeah and fun now there and, are are a couple of awesome state parks there in that area too tell yeah. us about them well i don't know maybe not super area. close but in that general yeah region. so there's there's a city of rocks which is actually, I don't, uh, my geography is off probably. Is it, I think it's Eastern Idaho or more, more central. Um, but that's a great place just to go, especially if you're a rock climber, to go climb on all the rocks or just want to go on a hike or camp overnight. I haven't been in years, but I've heard that it's just still as cool as it was when I was young. Um, and then there's Bruno Sand Dune State Park, which is actually really close to Boise. I mean, um, Bruno is awesome because they have the observatory out there also. Yeah. So in the in the summertime, great place for campouts, and they have it open. I'm not sure what their schedule is these days, but they'll get, give you tours and they'll crack open the monster uh, telescope that they've got out there, and 
pointed all, all these celestial bodies to see. It was awesome. Cool. We saw some star clusters. We saw, um, trying to think of some other things that we saw, but they were, the staff there was awesome. They were so excited. And I thought, it's like almost midnight and you guys have a weird level of enthusiasm for that <laughs> level at night. I love that. I just want to sleep. Yeah. And I love that it's so close to Boise and it's literally sand dunes, which people travel to like Jordan and yeah. Egypt for this, but you could just go check it out, Southern Idaho. And you can also um, go to stop at the Idaho Potato Hotel on your way down. Which mm-hmm. we've been to. Yes. We stayed there for our anniversary. Well, okay, it was two years ago, and it was my turn to plan our anniversary. And I did not tell Shane what we were doing. It was last year. Okay, was I that love that yeah, idea. it was just last year. Yeah. So he's like, where are we going? Because it's in the middle of, like, oh, yeah. BFE nowhere. Yeah. And <laughs> we pull up. I never, I recorded his, his, uh, response. He was like, is, is that a potato? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, we're staying in a potato. He's like, oh, okay. So it used to be on tour. It was like a parade potato, yeah. right? On the big Idaho potato truck. Yes. And then, um, oh, I can't remember her name. Do you remember the name of the person? Kristen. Oh yes. Okay. So Kristen, um, and she has three other really great locations. I One is Kristen. Yeah. I, I'll look it up, but, um, put it in our, in our notes on our, on our Instagram. But um, so it's just this potato that has basically been hauled out and turned into this really darling Airbnb. And it is mildly claustrophobic once you shut the door because there's no windows. <laughs> and, but it's darling. Yeah. And um, it's like and a refer- airfl- There is airflow. Yeah. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah. 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 Um, and then outside they have like, have you stayed there? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So then outside they have um, this, what would you call it? What's There's the like bathroom? a, like a picnic, a picnic Pig? bench. There's um, these uh, walking yeah, there's- paths, literally a cow right there. Um, <laughs> but it's right in the middle of these fields. And then to get to the bathroom, it's in one of these, like a short silo or something. Oh, yeah, silo. And you look at it from the outside. I just remember walking up to it thinking, Shane, did you plan this vacation? No. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Be open-minded. And you open it up. It was beautiful. They turned one of these, um, like a water trough into a tub. I thought, well, that's kind of clever. It was awesome. Yeah, and like you can bathe. Two people can bathe up to their chin in this thing. Oh, it's yeah. so cool. And there's like that little fireplace there. And it's the whole thing is just so darling. She thought of all the yeah. details. Yeah. I was so impressed. And all the little salts you can put in the mm-hmm. bath and... Oh, yeah. yeah. And they had like the different kind of like Idaho herbs or whatever that you could put uh-huh. in. And mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, all the Idaho themed things. It was just like it's not the kind of place that you'd go like a few times a year, but you need to go at least once to experience it. Yes. And it's just cool to say that you've done it. Yeah. And she's done a whole bunch. Yeah. Like you said, she has the Hobbit and she's doing the shipwreck house. Somewhere. I don't know about that one. And she has one in northern Idaho. Idaho too, right? Like it's um, oh yeah the 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 something peak Crystal Peak Lookout. Yes, that looks cool. I want to do that. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned a City of Rocks. Uh, yeah. Have you been to Craters of the Moon? Yes. Oh, that's cool too. But it also, again, it's been a while. I need to go back. But mm. um, it's just all lava. It's wild. It's really? Just, you just go and it's just straight up lava everywhere, and there's walking paths kind of around the lava, and there's cliffs or uh, caves you can go into <laughs> it's 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 trips me out that that is actually something that you can see in idaho it's, it's idaho has we everything keep talking about this it's like you go to some countries and it's yeah. like that is what the country is you know what the mm-hmm. country is like and you come to idaho and we have 
the most random <laughs> collection. We've talked. We've talked about crystal clear mountain lakes. We've talked about uh, geothermal lakes. We've talked about crystal clear aquifers down in the desert, lava pockets. Right. What are we missing? <laughs> I don't know. Rainforest. Uh, really yeah, I yeah. guess rainforest. Yeah. So yeah. But work it rains. On that. <laughs> it does rain. <laughs> it's raining today. Um, do you know much about the Idaho City area? Um. Well, I've visited recently and it's so cool but i don't know a ton about like the history unfortunately i just know that it's an old ghost kind of mining town and it used to be the capital of idaho yeah it did yeah i didn't know that yeah it's got a pretty cool little ghost town district down there um uh it's like got two old historic streets with like an old jail uh it's it's worth going it's a pretty cool place to stop by yeah, and I think it's so fun for kids, too. I think they would love it. And I just went with my all of my adult friends. Like There was like six of us, and we just walked around. We went to Diamond Head Lills, or Diamond Lills is a little pub there, and had burgers and beer. This was before COVID. But, I mean, it's just cool to walk around, and then you can go to the springs, the hot springs, um, springs at Idaho City mm-hmm. that's right there. So you can spend a little day out of it. We also went on a hike and... And they have the um, new hotel there. Um, it's the in the Pines. In the Pines. In the Pines. Yeah. We say there another anniversary, I think, yep. right? That I also planned. Nice. And uh, <laughs> Sun Valley's on here. You're great at planning anniversaries. <laughs> I know, I'm so good. Uh, we had so much fun. Um, but I, we went, it was like high, well, it was winter. And, um, well, it didn't, it wasn't winter down here. It was winter up there, but it was hard to see like some of the ghost town stuff in the snow. Yep. So I've always wanted to go back up in the summer. There's several ghost towns around that area. I remember going up to Centerville. There's Atlanta. If you want to really start digging in deep, it takes Where? a while to get out there. Atlanta. In Idaho? Yeah. Oh, see, adding right? stuff to my list. Yeah. I heard Silver City is one too, but I don't know if that's in Idaho. Silver City is in who? If it's not in Idaho, then it's on the border near uh, Oregon. Okay. But it's an awesome one to go to. Also, to talk about cool ghost towns, um, it takes a little bit of a drive to get out there, but they they have it open. I I want to say from May to we got there the last day before they shut it down. And my buddy and I we had an awesome conversation with the stewards. The city I guess contracts with a couple of stewards that during their summertime, I think that they spend their time in Florida, but um, I wish that I could remember their names, but uh, we must've talked to them for over an hour. What do you do up here when this thing gets snowed in (laughs) and it gets snowed in? Uh, The wife was just coming back from um, Marsing, I think doing some grocery shopping for the last run and they were about to close the gate and get snowed in for the entire winter. They said they play a, a lot of games, watch a lot of TV, read a lot of books Go on a lot of walks by themselves. We're not doing that in our (laughs) retirement. (laughs) You can't see you and I sitting for four months at a time, just us in the middle of a snowy ghost town. I love that so much. Can we, can we do that? I'll talk about (laughs) becoming stewards. Um, No, we're not doing that. Um, It's actually in Idaho. It's It's in Idaho. It is like pretty close to the border. Okay. City, city, uh, Silver City is great. They have a cool little hotel there that I think that you can stay at actually. Cool. I don't know how to reserve a room. But I remember them telling me that, that they accept guests. Sweet. Yeah. Well, you probably just like mail something in. Is it Northern Idaho? No, it's Southeast. Oh, okay. Southwest, sorry. Southwest. southwest. Oh. Like very Southwest. Okay. Like by Oregon. should do like a little tour. Mm-hmm. So fun. That would be. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. We'll make happen. Okay. okay. Uh, what area have we not covered? Um, um, well, we haven't really talked about Northern Idaho, but that, I mean, it is, it's interesting because uh, you, it's like when you go to, uh, like you'll go to some country and you think that you can 
go to all of it and you don't realize how huge that country is. And I feel like people do that a lot with the United States. I'll meet people who like, oh, well, we're so excited. We want to go to Disney World and Yellowstone. I'm like, you guys know how far apart those are? Um, But northern Idaho is, it's like a totally different state. And I'm actually from Spokane. Um, So I grew up, born and raised in Spokane and Green Acres, Washington. So I was right on the border. We're just like 10 minutes from Post Falls, Idaho. So northern Idaho is kind of my stomping grounds. Um, And if you can get up to northern Idaho it's a great place to go on on vacation um it's a different it's it's much more um forested um it's kind of more McCall like mm-hmm. yeah um I recommend if you can get to Coeur d'Alene that's a great place to go the Coeur d'Alene resort is really fun um my parents uh boat on um Spokane River and uh Lake Coeur d'Alene it's just it's so fun um Sandpoint's great it has good golfing um there's also the Hiawatha Trail, uh, which you can bike. I'm not sure if it's open right now. Um, that's a, that's a really great place to go. And um, yeah, it's and also Silverwood is up there. Oh, Silverwood yeah. is actually the biggest um, tourist location in Idaho, uh, wow. which I didn't realize. Um, and it's kind of like I mean, people call it like a little mini Disneyland. It's I mean, it's it's very similar to Lagoon, but it has a very mountain feel. It's weird because it's like. Garfield is their character, but it, he just like shows up every once in a while. It's very bizarre. Like a guy walking around in a Garfield no, suit, just, just like, uh, hey guys, I'm Garfield. <laughs> no, it's just like Weird. it's Silverwood, and then you'll see Garfield around. I'm like, is yeah. is he? Did they sponsor like Garfield? a theme or something? Yeah, it's really weird, but uh, they have it's uh, like a lot of mining themed stuff, and it's a really fun place to go just for one day, and you can camp there. Um, so that's, if you're just looking for something different, Northern Idaho is a really great place to kind of just take off and, um, you can go through McCall, um, to get there or for about the same, uh, distance, you can go through Pendleton and up through Spokane and it's about, about eight hours Mm -hmm. to get there. Yeah. I went to college in Moscow. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, it was eight hours to drive home every time, Mm -hmm. but Schweitzer's up there too. Mm -hmm. And the thing I think that I love about Coeur d'Alene is that, it's like you're in McCall. It's like you're on a lake town, mm-hmm. but it's big. It's like a big town on a lake, yeah. which is so cool. So you can actually live there where, versus McCall. I don't think I could live there because it's too small. Mm-hmm. But Coeur d'Alene, you can live and then you have lake access. Yeah, we actually, so cool. had, we were listing when we were in Tennessee where we would move and Coeur d'Alene was up on the list. It's just very expensive to live there. Yeah. It's very yeah. expensive. You had mentioned, uh, you had mentioned Schweitzer. I had totally forgotten ab- about that. Is that in Idaho or in yeah, Washington? It's in Idaho. Schweitzer is legit. In Sandpoint area. It is huge. I went there once with a family and uh, we spent a day going all over that place and I didn't even scratch the surface and it's awesome skiing and snowboarding too. You went they there accept with both your parties. family? Or a family. Is it like ex-girlfriends? Well, I don't know if I should drop names. Rusty. <laughs> Rusty oh, and okay, I went. okay. Yeah. Fun. Um, I didn't know if I was hearing a new story. You went with who? No, it's fine. You can. <laughs> I have a life beyond you, Natalie. <laughs> okay. Yes, okay. Newsflash. <laughs> okay. Um, so we've talked about a lot of these, these areas. Let's talk about closer to home, the Treasure Valley. There are a lot of things to do here locally. What would you recommend, Katie? Oh, man. There are, you're right. There's so much. Um. Are, do you mean for people who are just traveling here? I'm thinking about people... sites to see things to do. If you want to spend a day with your family and go see something cool or do something different, what would you recommend? Well, I am 
a big fan. Okay, first of all, I'm a big fan of the summertime. So I'll go summer first because mm-hmm. I, for me, the green belt is just one of the coolest things. I love riding my bike along and stopping at the different restaurants and bars and wineries along the way. Um, so that's always a fun activity um, for me. I don't have kids, so <laughs> I guess I'm not hauling my kids to the bar, but you know. Probably best. Um, yeah, exactly. And but. they have a, a surf park, which a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't yeah, know. The the Whitewater yeah. Park. You can surf here in Boise. And right there is the Greenbelt Market. Mm-hmm. You can just head there for a day of surfing. Who has surfing in the middle of Idaho? We do in Boise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And you stayed at a, I saw you stayed like right there at an Airbnb oh or something. Oh my gosh. That the most inc- so cool. Incredible Airbnb. It's called um, Whitewater Villa. And that place is legit. Um, it's you can find it on Instagram, but yeah, you rent out like this whole little villa right next to the Green Belt, and uh, they have its your own heated pool all season and hot tub, and yeah, it was amazing. That's awesome. That's so fun. Yeah, so I think the Green Belt is one of my favorites. I love just going hiking in the foothills randomly. And I don't know the names of the hikes that I like, but I just like to go up there. Um, And I'm trying to think what else I'm like blanking because I've been sitting in my house for so long with COVID. Um, I'm really big on going out to all the different restaurants. I think we have a really like up and coming restaurant scene and it's so fun to see all the new ones opening um and eighth street now that it's all outside seating yes. oh my gosh i love eighth street now Me too and so i love um uh hyde park area mm-hmm. too i just love the north end in general um so just like going around that i always tell people to go, to check out downtown and go over to hyde park go along the green belt and then i love floating the river in the summer clearly i miss the summertime i know right oh. is it time yet oh, seriously not quite. i know um and floating the river is really easy like uh yeah you, um, they have things to pump up your stuff at barber mm-hmm. park and yeah they have a bus that um at the pullout down at down at ann morrison that you can ride the bus all the way back up to barber park there's the rental place where you can rent the rafts and um, all the things and jump in the water and go all the way back down and the bus will bring you back to the, well, I guess that, that you typically park down there at Ann Morrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever travel to Emmett just to explore? I did go to Emmett last fall or the fall before to pick apples. Yeah, we did cherry picking there. It was there. so cute. The place is so great. So Emmett's like the, I, I guess, orchard community. And you drive like half an hour out of Boise and you're just in the middle of like, where am I? And then it just opens up to the most incredible view of this place. And it's just farmland. Um, and they have a really great restaurant pretty close to it called Anderson Reserve. Have you been there yet? No, but I've it's heard It's really things. great. Um, beautiful. They're going to be doing um, a venue there. Um, but Emmett's a really cool place to just go. And they have the Cherry Festival, which I have not actually been to the Cherry Festival because it's always like 100 degrees mm-hmm. so every time i'm like nah, i'm not going to the cherry right. festival but this year i will go if it's not 100 degrees yeah i think that's such a fun activity just to get out of treasure valley well yeah treasure valley mm-hmm. and then the wine tasting we have all like sunny slope wine trail is oh really yeah we want to do a whole podcast just on idaho wine people do not know yeah. idaho's quite the wine culture i know that's- i didn't realize that either because i used to love going to napo and i lived in San Francisco and 
yeah, here I was like, you can go wine tasting right outside of Boise. Yeah. Another draw for me to move back. Um, there's some cool ones too opening up every mm-hmm. so often. Yeah, for sure. So let's pivot. We've touched on most of the areas. Um, can you make any recommendations for ideas of families that want to go on vacation? What's What are some ideas for family getaways? Okay, well, we kind of talked about a lot of them. Um, but one that we didn't talk about was going on a yurt trip. Yurts. I think that would be so fun with a family. That would be fun. Um, I did it with my boyfriend as a, kind of more of a romantic getaway. We went to one in outside of McCall. But they have them outside of Idaho City. There's some in southern Idaho. They're all over. And I think that would be a f- really fun activity. I mean, getting away from all the screens and no no phones, and you just, like, hang out and play dominoes together in the yurt. I think that's a fun one. Um, and just probably, I think what we talked about before, the Thousand Springs is a really great thing to take kids to do, just being on the water and hanging out outside, camping down there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What what about romantic getaways? What have we not covered uh, that a couple that wants to have a fun time? Where can they go for a weekend? So we okay. This I think um, the Coeur d'Alene Resort would be really awesome to go away for a weekend. Um, same with Shore Lodge. Um, same with the yurts, like I said. Um, and if you're really outdoorsy doing any of the stuff like we talked about in Stanley, like going backpacking together could be romantic, could also not be romantic. You <laughs> never know, <laughs> whatever you decide. And then a lot of people like to do, you know, like hot spring adventure, like go on, go to a multiple hot springs together for, for a weekend or something like that. So let's talk about hot springs. Okay. Hot springs are a... Uh charge topic. I almost said hot topic, but too many <laughs> hots. Hot. It's a charge topic. Um, yeah. What is people's hesitance in talking about some specific locations for these hot springs? Because there are so many of them, but people become a little bit, uh, a little bit testy whenever you start talking about specific spots. Why is that? Right. So yeah, you're right about there. Be, there's like a hundred plus there's hundreds in Idaho and most of them are on public land. Um, but I think people do get testy about it just because they want to keep them private. They've been a little bit overrun recently. Um, and I totally understand it. Some people just don't know that proper etiquette of taking care of hot springs. And so they don't leave it like they found it. Um, and I think Idahoans get really annoyed by that. Um, so even when I promote stuff on my Instagram or my blog, I'm very cautious and conscience, conch, cautious and conscious, conscious <laughs> about posting where the actual tag on my Instagram of where specifically the hot spring is. Um, I do let people DM me and ask. Um, sometimes I think there needs to be a little bit of a, you know, you kind of got to search for these to keep them hidden. Um, and, but there, it's kind of like be in a, in between a rock and a hard place when it comes to these hot springs. Um, I feel like I love sharing it with people, but then I also don't because I want to have it private to myself. So it's just, it's a hard topic, but I think if people are educated on how to take care of them, then it may not be as big of a deal, um, to be sharing them. But I do think to tag responsibly, especially when you're on social media and stuff like that. It's important mm. just to kind of keep Idaho pristine like it is. 
Lay down some education. What can people do to, um, what are some best practices? Yeah. So I think number one is packing in what you pack out, what you pack in. Um, one of the big things I think annoys people is the trash that gets left at these beautiful, pristine hot springs. Like you don't want to see like beer cans all over soda. Um, and another thing is making sure you're not bringing in glass because people are sitting in this water. You want to make it nice for the next person to come after you. Um, so just make sure you're not bringing in glass and maybe just using like a reusable cup or something if you are going to be drinking. Um, the other thing is some people use hot springs as bathtubs. So they will literally use them and bring their soap and scrub down. Wait, what? Really? If Yeah. It, especially if it's near a campsite or something. So I highly recommend not doing that. <laughs> yeah, let's not. <laughs> let's not do that. Um, and definitely not. Please don't go to the bathroom in them. Like, there's so many things that seem obvious to maybe, you know, us, but some people just don't understand. Like, other people will be coming. Even if you're the only one there at the time, like, try to be conscious of other people coming. Um, and then... I think it's also important to read the crowd kind of like um, if you're coming as a party group and you're trying to just like go to the hot spring at night and have a party, maybe do it only if there's not other people trying to have a nice quiet soak time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think those are some really important things. And I think the main thing is just leave it how you found it. Leave it better than you found it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, isn't sunscreen sometimes an issue? Mm. Yeah. Like you, I mean, we we always talk about sunscreen being really important, but that can leave like a, a film or it can be damaging to the to the hot spring. So I guess do some research on that, on whatever you're doing to protect your skin, that it's not causing any harm. Definitely. It's a real thing. I mean, uh, any kind of lotion, hot um, uh, sunscreen, you had mentioned the soap or um, that stuff gets into the river and it really has um, a significant impact on the wildlife there. Totally. So... You might think, oh, well, I need to put on the sunscreen, but think about where you're going. Definitely. It's, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, a few things make me shake my head at humanity more than seeing how <laughs> they treat the outdoors sometimes. Um, one thing that make, that you make me think of about the hot springs is the volume. Some of these hot springs, like, they're not huge pools. Right. They are limited capacity. And so uh, and, uh, you might have space for maybe a half dozen people. Some of them, you might have space for one or two people at a time. Mm-hmm. And so volume is a big deal. And I think that that's why some people are hesitant to talk about it because um, it lends to some pretty hurt feelings sometimes. If you've traveled two hours to get out to one of these spots, then you hike in there and you turn the corner and you see a line of people waiting to get into a hot spring, people, you know, nerves get tense. Yeah, and that's kind of part of the courtesy I feel like that we need to educate people on in Idaho is to if you do see a lot of people in there um or if you are in there and you've been in for a long time and you see a long line like you know try to be mindful of yeah share it or try to be mindful of how long you've been in maybe it's time to get out or Mm -hmm. maybe you've been in for like three hours and you know that kind of thing because you're right I have been I've waited in lines to get in which is not and there's yeah. places you can go. I mean, you can go to uh, Idaho City and mm-hmm. you can, you'll have all the time you want and well, or however they're doing it now or Miracle Hot Springs. And there's places you can, you can go and you're sure to be in it. But if you're taking, these aren't places that were created for people to enjoy. These are natural 
wonders that we have the opportunity to be a guest at mm-hmm. and we need to go there as a guest and be respectful and it's it's not our place it's you know wildlife's place but totally. but also with um just going back a little bit to real fast to romantic getaways people can just explore Boise I mean it I think a lot of people forget like you it is a cool place people travel here and um there are so many Airbnbs um, you can go on your page, you can go on my page to kind of look at those things. Um, I just stayed at the Inn at 500, which is right, uh, downtown, which is a great place, but just walking around, um, there, don't forget to just explore our backyard and support the local businesses here and the restaurants. And, uh, you could spend an entire week just exploring Boise and you'd have plenty to do. Oh, I know. I'm all about those staycations. Yeah. I love exploring around. Yeah. Exploring all the different cool places. Cause so many different new ones are popping up all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's wrap up. What call to action would you give to people? How should they enjoy their own state? Maybe how can they give back? Well, I think it goes back to leave it better than you found it. Like any place that you do go, um, try to keep it fresh for future generations. Um, But I also think it's important to explore where you live. There's so many wonderful places that you can see and do in Idaho. And I think it's just getting out there and doing it um, and enjoying it because there's so much to be explored. Mm. I would challenge people to find one place this summer to go and visit. Just get out and see one place. The fact that it took us so long to discover some of these places, I mean, years, it's almost shameful. But just to this weekend, sit down, get on the Google and find one spot and make a plan to go there with your family or with your significant other, someplace that, that you haven't been before. I guarantee that even if you've been here for years, there's something that this place has to offer that you haven't seen yet. Enjoy it. Yeah, I love that. Let's Great. do it. This weekend, Great. let's do it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much. You've got to come back on our podcast. I would love to. I'd like to do a whole podcast just on Twin Falls. Let's do it. Let's do it. That'd be so. We should go to Twin Falls. Yeah. And then talk about what we did. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. Sounds Shane, good. you can come if you want. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. The Boise Bubble Podcast is sponsored by Volkswagen of Boise. Thank you so much, Volkswagen and Boise, for sponsoring this feature all about the Idaho mountains. And if you're looking for a way to explore, we highly recommend the Atlas Crossport. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time.